Welcome to the Extra Point with Sully, Reyes, Jones, and Mr. Buns. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Extra Point presented by Bleacher Fan. Today is Wednesday, June 6th. We are back and healthier than ever. We got Tuba Tom, who sadly did not continue with his NBA dreams. <laughs> we'll be talking a lot of NBA today. J.R. Smith, Bonehead, Blunder, LeBron James about to go home early. Well, earlier than usual. About to get swept in four games. We got a little MLB. Real freak news today in sports history. And I ended that segment, and another thing that's nearing the end is the NBA playoffs. But before we get to that, let's talk about a new podcast that we just added to our lineup. It's called Bleacher Vet Bets and Fantasy Vets. Sorry about that. It's a little... It's a, it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. It's Bleacher name. Bets and Fantasy <laughs> Vets. It's 100% that name. It's up on the iTunes store now, the podcast subscribe share like it rate it five stars unsubscribe resubscribe subscribe a thousand times share it to a million of your friends love it it's about it's self-explanatory bets and fantasy a little uh some raunchy talk a lot of baseball by two guys tony and dr d two very funny guys definitely check it out and now that that's over let's talk about another thing that's nearing its end the NBA Finals, LeBron James down 2-0 to the Golden State Warriors. Notice how I said LeBron James because the Cleveland Cavaliers are non-existent. It's just LeBron James out there playing his heart out. And we have J.R. Smith costing games. Well, you know, they could they still had a chance, but this is a fucking awful finals, man. I, I hope next year something happens. There's more parody in the league. But this is this is god awful. Like this is not even entertainment. I, I didn't watch the last game. I was not regretful at all. Did I miss anything? Guys, tell me, Tom, did I miss anything by not watching that game? Uh, as you would say, the Cavs got their, got their doors, doors blown, blown off. off. They were oh. just... I thought it was going to be a closer game after game one. I mean, game one, that was disappointing. As much as I hate LeBron, I was rooting for the Cavs in that game. Um... It was a big, disappointing loss there. I kind of thought they would come back with more fight, seeing what they did to them in Game 1, knowing they could do that again on the road. But, I mean, the Warriors handled business at home in Game 2. They uh, gave them a good old shellac in there. And it was just never close. It was dominant. We got Steph Curry hitting deep-ass threes and then shimmying in everyone's face. Yeah, finals and record was, right there. It was bananas. Like, the shit he was hitting, Stephen Curry-esque. My, da- my dad actually said he- I was watching the I saw I was at Fridays there was a light in front of me I couldn't see like the first half of Fridays don't ask me why I was at Fridays my dad he's like let's go to Fridays but when so we get home we get home we- he- we're watching the game that I mean they're killing them obviously and then like Curry's just tossing them up you know the step back three against love and he goes my dad's like goes who tossed that one I go it's a shot dad but that was Curry he goes who tossed that one I go it was Curry he goes oh this guy Curry he's good isn't he I was like, yeah, he's uh, it was it was nuts. I mean, 
Well, I mean, he didn't shoot great for the game, but he shot, I think, 9 to 17 for three. Um, it's good to see him showing up in the finals. Um, just as a basketball fan, he normally doesn't really show up and he doesn't really like ever get shit for it because they always win, really. But he consistently underperforms in the finals, even though Warrior fans may get sensitive. Uh, but he really showed out and he balled. Game one was amazing. I loved game one. I don't know. It's a terrible finals. Game two was just awful. Game one was amazing. It, it was full of excitement. And I love game one. You're right. Steph Curry historically doesn't always show up. But one person that I want to just give a quick shout out to that does show up and is part of the Curry family is Sonia Curry. She is always in those stands looking fine as can be. Yeah, she's always showing out. She's always showing out. Yeah, I mean. You can't have your fucking mom being hotter than your wife. You can't do it. Oh, I was wondering who Sonya was. I was like, I thought his Bro, wife that's his was mom. Alicia. She is gorgeous. Like, she's always doing these dance moves. I'm like, shit. Like... She does. She looks like she's like 35. Yeah. She yeah, has like, call me crazy. She has like a, a, like a, it's almost like a J-Lo's aura almost. It's like she doesn't look old, but she's. Yeah, right. It's it's just like she's just got this Spanish sexy like young vibe to her, Absolutely. and I'm just like, ooh, okay. She reminds me of Jada a little bit too. Ooh, that's another Jada good Pinkett comparison. Smith. They got that same kind of face yeah, with the with the colored eyes. Yeah, but then Curry's wife. Uh, what what's her name again? Aisha. Aisha. Aisha's just like I. She's I. Yeah, she not. She's not. That's she that's she's that's the perfect way to do it. She's not LeBron, Sonya. LeBron, and Steph both have like bro. LeBron, Wait. LeBron, and Steph both are five. How about Mark Jackson? Have any no. woman in the world? Well, LeBron got LeBron got her pregnant at what eighteen, nineteen. Oh yeah, yeah. he couldn't Curry, run from Curry that. His wife yeah, I mean, he just too, he, right? he, LeBron made the the billionaire deal. Listen, like you know, I don't no animosity towards you, but I'm eighteen. I'm about to be the biggest athlete on the planet. Um, not gonna be faithful to you, so you can stick around and be part of the billion dollar club, and I'm I'm gonna cheat on you, but you're gonna be a good a wife, a good mom, and you're gonna get billions of dollars. But that's the deal. Or you can walk good, now. And and honestly, I think it was a very faithful man. Hey, I'll take that it, deal. You know, he he. Everyone thinks he has a perfect comb, or he's yeah. never had a scandal. And now, now you see these you see these memes floating around like exactly. no, never cheated on his that wife, never never perception. had any family problems. I'm like, what? That's fucking <laughs> it's just not true. He's gotten caught like DMing <laughs> people like four times. Oh, Rachel Bush, he got caught. Rachel yeah. Bush. Oh yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Jordan Poyer's wife. Safety. Yeah, right, that hunter. other girl. That the other hunter. girl. Like, who's who's twenty? Right? She's twenty, right? Yeah. Now she's like 22, 23, but yeah. Oh, no, fun. she's not even that old, Jones. She's younger. She's really no older than 21, I guarantee it. She's very young. That yeah, other girl, little, a, little Red Riding Hood or some and shit, Rachel too. Bush is 20 years old. Ish. Yeah. 20, I knew it. Damn. I thought she. I thought that a couple years had gone by. She was like 22, 23. So she was like she's 18. She's got a baby. <laughs> she was like 18 yeah. when he did it. Yeah, exactly. Her dad. She was no, she was like seventeen, but we, we oh, digress. Oh man, that's speaking. That's speaking of, this is Chris Hansen. Speaking of a, a situation, speaking of a situation, a situation, the video came out of J.R. Smith. You know the the energy, the bench right after that J.R. Smith blunder, and then LeBron finding out that they did have a timeout to give. They didn't talk for three minutes. I mean. I think uh, I think who hit, Sully. I believe you hit it right on the head in the group chat. 
you have to be a little bit more alive than that. Like you, you yeah. don't see the greats in other sports. You know, not to bring them up, but like Brady. Brady, when they went down twenty-eight to three, he's not fucking there, like pouting on the sideline. He's like, guys, let's go. You know, we got a chance. And it, they were about to go into OT. It's not like they're down or they're for sure losing. I mean, everyone in their in in the world knew the momentum had completely gone. Like the Warriors were gonna win. But still, if you, you bring that positive energy, you're LeBron James. You can make shit happen. And your team is already playing awful. So, you know, show a little positive encouragement. Maybe say, fuck it, you know, let's do it. Yeah, that's that's like his... Uh, like, I'm obviously a fan of LeBron. He won me a couple of championships with the Heat. There's nothing on the court, really, that LeBron... I can fault LeBron, aside from not taking Duran or Curry on every defensive assignment when... He, they really need to stop. Like he tries to conserve his energy, which which you get. But the only thing is his his body language is awful. I mean, it looks like they've lost. That's that's where he needs to get better. And I, it's hard. You know, it's it's almost unfair to ask of him because it's he's doing so much. But if there's anywhere he's lacking, it's just his body language as a leader. It's so deflating what happened. But somehow you you're right, Anthony. You got it. Like Brady. I don't know if he's had something. Well, he's probably had similar exactly. situations. You got to overcome that. You got to somehow you got to. That's that's what exactly. that's where you show composure. You don't show composure when you're up 20 points in the fourth quarter. You got to you got to show your resiliency. You got to you yeah. got to say, let's go, boys. Like like it's either you or Tyron Lou and it's not going to be Lou. We know he's not doing shit. He's just he's just like, you know, with his three chins. He's just walking around like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's looking like Jabba the Hutt. And if you're LeBron, you got to say, boys, yeah, right. let's fucking go. Let's do Ready this. The troops. But whatever just happened, that's in the past. Let's do this right now. This is what we live for right now. This is what we do. That's what LeBron has to do. It's much easier said than done. We've, we've probably all been there. It's tough to do. He's the leader. He's got to do that. That's me. I only gripe with him. That's he's got to. Exactly. He's got to bring it. What do you guys emotionally. think, Tom? Yeah. That video is real telling of the situation in Cleveland. I saw someone someone tweeted, I think it was like Coley from Barstool, tweeted out that video and he's like, Here, you see at like one the minute there's that no talk LeBron's until one thirty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, one forty one, you see LeBron realize he they had a timeout left. Two eleven, you see LeBron realize he's going to leave Cleveland at the end of the season. <laughs> like yeah. he's just that that whole thing kind of showed you he knows they're not winning. I think at this point they probably get fucking swept. I don't think he has any reason to win a game in this series. There, I mean, we did what fifty-one and eight, yeah, and still lost. Eight and eight. Like, and Iggy's on. coming back next game. Yeah, like if they, they get it's to, likely, right? It's not definite, but it's likely. It's likely, right? Yeah, yeah, if, yeah he, if Iggy comes back, it's over. They're not winning I a game in this pride, series. I think for I think, pride, I think they'll win a game. He's gonna go off. I mean, fifty-one yeah. points is going off, but I think he's gonna he's gonna go off. I mean. Just going back to LeBron, this is a series that we could sit here and talk numbers, but it's just not, we we don't really have to talk stats to see what's going on. I mean, LeBron, as much as I hate him, he's making the right play. Like a lot of people, oh, he only scored, how much he scored? 28, 27 points the last game. 29. 29, 13. Exactly. Pedestrian for him, which is crazy. But this is. That's pedestrian for him. But <laughs> you're right. Like, the, the Jeff Green play, wide open. As soon as he shot, you could tell it was exactly. off Exactly. He makes exactly. the right basketball play consistently, but he's not always rewarded to it because some of his players don't compliment well. 
And if I'm the Cavs, I'll tell you what, if I'm Ty Lue, this is where Ty, if you had a good coach like a Brad Stevens, they'd get at least two wins in the series, if you ask me, if they had Brad Stevens. You need a star Kyle Korver, J.R. Smith, can't be playing. Jordan Clarkson, can't be playing. You need, as weird as it sounds, I'd put Rodney Hood in there. He's a scorer. Who can at least make shots. You need three-point shooters. He scores. He scores. I know he hasn't been great. He had the dilemma. But you you need shooters around LeBron. You don't. Jordan Clarkson doesn't fit well because he's that's exactly he can't on his own. But I saw a stat he had he went 92 minutes without an assist or something, so he's not even doing anything productive but shooting 30 percent from the field. So if I'm there, you got nothing to lose but your Which job. Is you're a definite to that's gonna happen. But, yeah, um, win or lose, he might be losing that win or lose. Regardless, yeah. But I mean, but from the Cavs' point of view, I, I'm putting my shooting guards out there: Rodney Hood and Kyle Korver. I'm not. Insanity's doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. You you gotta change Jones. something. You gotta. I don't. Silu doesn't know about in-game adjustments yet. <laughs> he hasn't been hasn't been privy you to didn't those. Get that memo. Yeah. Well, then LeBron needs to make the change because. I... Now, now that's a good coach. Um, but how, how about how does how about George Hill and all this? Like he's just getting off scot free. And he's a this dude missed a free throw. No, we're not having any of these conversations without, uh, over, with that free throw going in. Yeah. I mean, JR no. saved him. There was a lane not, violation. Not not to say that the Warriors couldn't have scored a bucket in five, four and a half, five seconds. Um, but he's put, yeah, you know, he's, he's an 80% free throw shooter, I think. Yeah. He should make that free throw. But also, the refs have been egregious, obviously. They've been so bad. But, so bad. The, the the problem I think with the lane the lane violation that I have is everyone comes out of the lane before it touches the rim, but when you're out past the line before the ball is shot, that's where I think it, they need to be called. <laughs> that, that's the what the violation is. You're allowed to before it touches the rim. The only oh, you, can't, you can it's just oh, the, the shooter the shooter and the the guards outside the three point line can't break the plane until until it hits the rim. Till it hits the rim but okay, everyone yeah, lining the right paint. Thing. But yeah, he was clearly yeah. over. And but that's one of those things. Goal. There's lane violations on seventy to eighty yeah, percent of free throws in say. every yeah. game, every year. They just don't call. They just don't call shit. Yeah. But call. the thing is, he was well over though. If it's if it's, I think there's a difference of as an inch or if he, his whole foot was over. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think I think that's still pretty common. You'd be surprised. I don't think it's as common as you think, honestly. I I, I think. Because as you said, it's 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 before it hits the it hits the rim. That means you're ba- that means you're basically setting up. That means you're basically I mean, starting out. At, honestly, out, out so, like you know, I see your point, but I I've seen this in every like crucial, like miss free throw to to lose the game or anything. It always comes out that there's a lane violation. It's the same exact plan. They never call it. So I can see I see both of your points. Yeah. It, it, Less than my point is less than fifty out of a hundred of them are called. So well, either either we it, it need to change the much, rule or we need crazier to, to call Adam it. Silver needs to acknowledge it. that we're going to start enforcing this rule, or that it's a stupid rule and we're just not going to go by it. It's either got to be one or the other. It's a stupid rule. You know what's they a said stupid they were gonna... rule? Go ahead, Dave. I'll let you you finish. Uh, no, they, they said they were going to start enforcing <laughs> travels this year, and that they didn't really do that. That's too a good much one. Either. That's a good one, Dave. Yeah, they're going to enforce travels. Yeah. Sully. Reviewing for the reviewing the charge. Yeah, Sully knows exactly where I'm going. That's fucking bullshit. I understand checking, making sure he's outside the arch. That is totally fine. You make sure he's in position there. You should not be able to overturn a charge to a block based on 
anything other the than thing that. Is they thought, they the saw arc. Tristan's foot. That's why they originally reviewed it, because they saw Tristan's foot. LeBron's foot was six inches outside. Oh, it my wasn't God, close. yeah. It was, yeah, it literally wasn't even close Basically, And basically, like, what the rule is, which we disagree with, is once you open up that can of worms, so to speak, of of seeing is it is it over, uh, then you can look and see, oh, is this a charge or not? Which I dis- vehemently disagree with, too. Not. It's, that changes everything right there. Yeah, the Cavs it, probably win exactly. the game. They're and up then, two with the ball. But although in college, that would have helped the college game with Wendell Carter and that, because that was bullshit. Yeah. Duke game. It w- on the, on, on, to play devil's advocate, it really would have helped that, because that was an awful call. Right. But I, th- I think but, the yeah. last two-minute thing where they can go back and review all this, it should be dumbed down. They can't be going and changing calls like that. I That's agree, bullshit. It's not any different than the first 46 minutes, and we don't get that attention. Yeah, I know exactly. it would be way too long, but I, I mean – I mean, the last two minutes of games are so, so, in the NFL and NBA, they're so slow. They just review everything. Yo, it's- I saw an, inter- an interesting alternative to the two-minute report. Have the refs m- mandatory media session after the game. And maybe it's just the head ref. Maybe it's all of them. But Wait, you, you guys just review it. Like That's that. basically no, what just, it sounds like. Just like any other, any other media session. You just say, you know, you, oh, you ask them questions, you. you know, just like any other any other player or coach. Yeah, it's, it's where are they? Where's their accountability on their behalf? Like you said, yeah. it's, it's supposed to be the two minute thing, but what do they say? They either say we got it wrong or we got it right, and nothing happens. Yeah, either way, nothing I'm, happens. I'm fine with the two minute report if you tell me uh, if a guy's two minute report is more than sixty percent inaccurate throughout the season. You're going to the D League. That's it. Yeah, if you're a shitty player, you don't perform, you, you get benched. You don't you don't you don't play unless you're Ty Lue playing J.R. Smith. But if you're a ref, nothing happens. The refs have been so it, bad. I was no, listening no to penalty, the game on the radio so. and all I heard and I agreed with it. Like I said, I don't like LeBron James. I'm not here to make excuses for him, but have I you know, the, I haven't seen a player of this greatness get so little calls in this this series. Like he's been getting mauled, bro. Like he's been getting fucking that that play with curry and clay that he hit the deck and they didn't call it yeah oh like, they didn't let him land well the only the only difference here is that he's playing against guys of his caliber uh, yeah. in like star power like you've got steph curry and katie you have two of the past two mvps or two out of the three past year mvps playing in this finals and you have lebron who's a multi-time mvp where like this is the only time where you're going to see He's not going to get all those calls because but they're not. It's I, not I necessarily in the yeah. best interest. Like you have, I, yeah, yeah. It's clearly not in the best interest for the Cavs with with the refs for for. for and, and that's for what Cleveland. I was going to say it's, is like that. That is clear. I agree it, with that. It's is star power like the same magnitude of star power, but is it in the best interest of the NBA to have <laughs> the best player in the league getting his doors blown off, not getting any calls, like? Like, <laughs> I had to go back to that because that's what's happening. They're going to, like, it looks like they're, they're going to get fucking swept. I think the the Cavs win at least one game, but maybe give him a call or two. Maybe, you know, just throw something his way. I, I, t- touch, I, I was thinking about this yesterday or today, but the, the all these, everyone always talks about, like, oh, it's so crazy that they have two MVPs on their team at the same time in their prime, blah, blah, blah. But like, how was 2010 Miami that any different in that sense? Yeah, where you have the second best player, you have the second best player in Durant, and let's say 
six to nine in Curry. And you and and Clay, and Clay. Wade, Curry's, Curry's definitely better than Wade was then. Curry, Curry uh, now is know. definitely better than Wade was then. I'm the biggest Wade fan there is. I'm the biggest Wade fan there literally is. He's the reason I like the. He was a, a very good player still, but he just doesn't affect the game the way Curry does. He doesn't ignite. He ignites the Warriors. Uh, Wade I was mean, not. I, I agree with that, but I don't think it's that much but of a difference. I think the big difference that you can is, say we've yeah. never seen anything like this before. The big difference is is Durant joining a 73 win team, and they have four Play. stars. People say they have three. They have four. I don't. I don't see where where you're letting off either Draymond or Clay. They're both. They're both bona fide stars, Agreed. top 15 players, regardless. They're both better yeah. than Bosch was in, in, uh, in impact-wise in, in Miami. I'd take both of them. Bosch had the inflated numbers, I think, because he was the guy in Toronto. Then when he when he comes to Miami, he had to he change his game so much. Yeah, he had like to change his game. Seven or so. Yeah, he's like he's like Kevin honestly, Love. I think yeah, though, yeah, I think that's Bosch a good comparison. Played way better in the role that he had. Way better than Love has because Bosch he developed that three pointer. He, you know. Oh, for sure. Well, Bosch is sure. Bosch does things yeah. outside of scoring better than Love. Ah, uh, well, it's it, it obviously not rebounding, but I mean, Love's a yeah. much better rebounder. Yeah, rebounding better. is is where I give Love the nod. But outside of that, yeah, I don't but, know if I take. See, but but that's the thing is Love not necessarily like the last few finals. Yep. Love has been MIA scoring. Where Bosch, he almost hasn't show been up. playable. He showed up, and like that's yeah. like his four his. Bosch will show up. We know we know about the rebound. We know about like he's he and he comes up with he comes up with big impactful dunks too. Even though some people think he's a soft player, he had a lot of big dunks in I some of those the, series. He's he can bring. He I can, missed the the Chris Bosch meme. That's what? what I missed. I missed them too. Chris Bosch, man, that, that I, oh, man. good player, good guy. Sad, but yeah, sad ending. Um. <laughs> What the fuck is that? <laughs> Tom, just making what? faces. Chris Bosch, okay. man. He just looks like a fucking flosser ass. Bosch, that's even better. But yeah, let's, uh, I mean, as we move along, I mean, KD, let's let's talk a little bit about KD. KD's about to get his second ring. It's a foregone conclusion. I'm, I'm calling this, it's over. Does it affect his legacy? Because I really feel like KD is going to get his second ring, but really KD has no rings in my eyes. Like, I I can't say that. I, I can't no, say that. It, it would be much like, worse if he actually wise. had no rings and was still in Oklahoma City. Well, I, I disagree with you because to me, and I think Jones talked about this narrative, I think a week or two ago when it's not, it back when we go back in oh, history, yeah, you'll absolutely. see the numbers absolutely. and the championships. Yeah, you won't you're, you're as much right. see the how. But Agreed. to me, Agreed. it's the how that matters. And last year, Kevin Durant went tick Absolutely. for tack with LeBron yeah, James. Agree. They were, you know, right there. He he earned that championship. Steph Curry did not play big time. It was Kevin Durant. He played big time. He brought it to get the, from the first from the first. Uh, I it was a weak move. Obviously, I, I don't. I'm not. But he brought it. And you got to bring it if you're going to do that type of thing. He said first play. You know, he's picking them up before the half court. He brought it defensively. He brought it offensively. He rebounded. He shared the ball. Last game, he played very good. First game in the finals, he played awful. You know, so it's really how he plays. If he if he goes out and balls, then I, that's better for his – like last year, he balled. So I got I can't say I don't look at him as a champion. He de- deserved that Agreed. title of being a champion last year. The way he but he, he is this year, too. He went out there. He had, what, 26 and – 
26, nine and seven the other night. Like, come on. That was very good, but the first game was very bad. He, he looked, yeah, like, he, true. Looked he didn't look good he first looked, game, but yeah. he, he also had 26. He just and did it, it way like less efficiently. Quarter. Yeah. It was yeah. eight of 22, which is like eight of 22. But the problem yeah. with Durant too, is Durant, the Warriors are so much better when he is a facilitator and he's just not ISOing. When Durant has zero, one, two assists, I don't like that, Kevin Durant. I like the Durant, like, this game, efficient uh, when you're rebounding, like, the 9-7, the, the full game one, Game one, he had 11 isolation plays. Game three, game two, he had three. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's the, the Warriors are so much better than I. When he's got the George Hill matchups, <laughs> obviously, you let him go. That's just easy money. But um, when he's got such a small defender. I, uh, you say? I mean, catch his but yeah, it, all playoffs has been all playoffs. He's been, been just been catching it like the ten to fifteen foot range with a smaller, or lesser defender on him, and it's just yeah. like okay, that's two. Like yeah, it's, five it's seconds before exactly. he, 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 he shoots, where he just there's some games where he just misses them, and that's because yeah. he's just missing. That them, was but, fucked up. Yeah, Chris Paul like, and George Hill on him was a joke. Where CP3 just kept like uh, they kept rotating, and he wound up with that matchup, and that was when KD hit like fifteen mid range shots. It was fucked up. That was like when they did that to little broad on Terry Rozier. It's like you know he's going to fucking score when you get that matchup. There's nothing yeah. they can do. It is. It's now, crazy. Now, <laughs> you know, with the foregone conclusion of this, do we give LeBron James a pass if he leaves Cleveland with, like, the lack, the lack of support he has around him and just the, the league that we're in now that every team is just – has to be a super team now. Sands the Celtics. Um, uh, I, I don't know, know what you you'd want. I mean, I don't know how that'd be good for the league if he stayed in Cleveland. I don't think we want more of Cleveland, Golden State. You know, I mean, the Celtics would probably be the favorite to come out or Philly too. But I mean, I, I just want more parity. I think that's the theme. I I hope most basketball fans want. So I want I want a mix. I want change. I I want him on Philly. I want him on LA. I I I'm a LeBron fan. I'm not too worried about his legacy right now. I'm not gonna lose sleep over that. I mean, I want to see good basketball. I want to see competitive basketball. Rockets Warriors was great. I'd love to see that without Chris Paul getting injured. But I I want to see some some something unexpected and I I just want to see LeBron shake up the league. That's what I'm looking forward to. So I'm not as much worried about. If it's a right for him or not, I, who cares? I mean, some will say he, some will say, you know, he's a coward. He, he ran away. He's title chasing. Some will say it's better for league. Some will say everyone's going to have their own narrative on LeBron based on how you view him. Well, I think the East has been much more competitive than we've given it credit to. I mean, you look at the first round matchups. You had Celtics, Bucks go seven, Pacers, Cavs go seven. I mean, the top of the league when it came to the second round wasn't that competitive. I mean, we had a sweep and then a five-game series, so like the Raptors-Cavs wasn't a competitive series, and Celtics-Sixers could have been more. It was competitive, but there was also a couple blowouts in there. I mean, it went either way in that, but I mean, throughout the East, you have to see this. It's more competitive than years past, so there's an upswing there, and I mean, the West is obviously still more competitive. That playoff race was crazy with those eight teams for the last six spots. I mean came down to the last couple games there so it's obviously still a little bit more competitive than the east but i think no matter where he goes whether he stays or not i think i think the competition is on the rise in the league i think we're going to see a different playoff uh, finals matchup next year 
whether Houston gets over that hump, whether it's Warriors and someone new from the East again. I don't think we're going to have this matchup again next year, no matter what, no matter where LeBron goes. I think the two things that Sully mentioned can be both true. But the he can both lead the him leaving can be good for the league, and it means he's a ring chaser. Like I mean, what do him leaving it? What's what he's doing? He's chasing rings. If he wasn't chasing rings, he'd stay in Cleveland because that means he wouldn't care about winning, and he'd be you know staying in home. You know that's it is what it is. Um, I don't think any other player in history has really. Ch- done it to the point and the frequency that he will be doing it if he decides to leave again um because make no mistake about it his trip back to cleveland was fueled for a ring as well because it was simply a better situation than miami with the whole bosch situation going on and and going around with with wade's uncertainty um so i don't think there's any other way to define it and it's not necessarily that that's going to hurt his legacy it's just it's what it is he's chasing rings around the league um, I, you know, I'm not, I, we all know my opinion on him, but I, I, as unbiased as I can, I, I think it's just like, just stay like, it's not, that's not how this works. Like, why is it, why is it parody just cause he's in a different city? If it's LeBron James, you want parody. Why don't you want different players in the, in the finals as well as different teams? Well, like, you know, Jones, they're, they're very, their hands are very tied with what they can do with that roster and some of the contracts that they have, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, there's. They, they, it's not much they can do. They did almost all they can do with with those no, trades but, at the work, which didn't yeah, work. No, I, part. I totally agree with you, but I'm saying for one, a lot of, half of this situation is LeBron's fault because transactionally. Two, like you don't you. It's okay. You're not in the fucking finals every single year. You're not in the thing every year. Like you're gonna have to go through seasons where you don't win it all. You're gonna have to go through seasons where you don't make the finals. Like. Just because you're LeBron and you want to be there, like you can't have this great perception about yourself and the way you treat like free agency and also be in the finals every like you can't have both and you can't have the reputation of being like the good guy who's not chasing rings and be moving around to the best team that suits your convenience just because the GM or the coach isn't exactly what you want. The roster's not you know, you're not getting the breaks financially or with deals on the roster that you're not like it, you can't have both perception in your favor and the team be in your favor with the situation that he's built for himself. So I, I, I think they, I think it could be good for the league for him to leave and for him to go get titles. That's what he'll be doing. He'll be leaving to get an opportunity to win more titles, which is an understandable thing, but you have to understand what goes along with that perceptionally. And I think it's hard to argue that whether how much that affects his legacy in the short term or the long term is another conversation for another day. But I think it's hard to define it any other way than ring chasing when his bar on leaving a team is not making, not being able to make the finals or have a chance to win the championship. Like, it, you know, you made your bed kind of in Cleveland, lay in it. Like, if you can't, just because you can't become Superman and it's not working, like, the players you helped, you wanted to acquire and you helped acquire, or the ones you pushed out of town and got back in return, like, that's that's on you. You have to take some of that blame and responsibility, and him walking away from that is, is somewhat of a cop-out, in my opinion. So but you want him to stay, then? I think he should stay. I think he, I think he's, you think it would like be I best said, I think... The league if he stays? Uh... I think there's, I think there's worlds where it could be better in in L.A., um, but 
you know, that's it's marginal at best. I think overall, I think it might be better for the league if he leaves because of the attention it'll bring and like think about how crazy this summer is going to be. But like bottom line wise, it'll be better for the league. But him, his his perception and the perception of him and his legacy, like that that's what he, you know, if, if he's going to jump around and, and go to the team that he's got a best chance to win a title and team up with superstars like you have to you have to take the the brunt of the the bad perception that's going to come with it because it's it's yeah, warranted. But I think I think in today's NBA it's just completely different. And then just going back to the point of you know the point that you guys have made is when you, when it's all said and done in 10, 20 years we're going to all look back on this and we're going to all right you're going to see on like Wikipedia oh, he played for the Heat this year he played for the Cavs this year but really what you're going to look at is three and six in the finals. Instead of if he leaves and goes somewhere else, it could potentially yeah. be five and six, four and four and six. You know what I'm saying? But you can't even go back. You can't even go back to the super team argument because he started that trend. He started the AAUification of the NBA with the the teaming up with your friends and contacting everyone beforehand, figuring out little dinners we can meet up with. Like it, he he is the root of all of this. It, was, it Celtics, wasn't all. The Celtics helped though. He was the first one to do it the way Celt- in the present the Celtics. manner. The Celtics were it was all trades. It was all trades. But the, LeBron, Wade, Bosch, and Riley sat down illegally before the date they were allowed to speak and talked about the four of them coming together. I don't really have a problem with that, like, you know, breaking the rules and everything, but he started this trend of how it's being done normal of how it's being done now, or, or of organizing with players that are friends off the court to play on the same teams, kind of bending rules and going behind people's backs to make things happen. They're being pseudo GMs and it's, it's, it's not necessarily their place. I mean, it's against the rules, but I don't, like I said, I don't care about that, but it's just, you have to, my problem isn't with doing it. It's that accept the negative effects and consequences that come with it. You can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't do the thing that, everyone thinks is bad and then not be seen as a bad guy when you do it. I, I understand it. Yeah. I'm fine with being a bad guy, but embrace it. Be the guy. It's a fair be point. That, be it's that definitely dude. a fair point. And he never, he never does that. He and always it, wants his cake and wants to eat it too. He always wants to be seen per, perception greatly or in the best light. And, and it's, he doesn't it's always act that way. Kyrie did what he did. He, he, he saw this coming. He was like, all right. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen next year with LeBron, and I'm not gonna get stuck with the team that LeBron wanted. It, it, dude, imagine Kyrie with this team next year. Kyrie, aspiration. Yeah, Kyrie got That's blessed. That's what I'm saying. It, he would have been stuck in Cleveland for another four to seven LeBron years. LeBron leaving Kyrie with this yeah. team. Kyrie would have won 20, 30 games next year. Yeah. Yeah, he because he was yeah. If LeBron left, he was going to be screwed. Now moving on Badly. to the real or fake news segment. This is going to be a little good one, guys. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off with. <laughs> let's kick it off. Real or fake news, gentlemen? The Brewers will win the NL Central. Tom. Tom, not Tom. I want to hear from oh, Tom right now. Ooh. Tom, you tell me. Is this real or fake news? It is a real possibility. I'll tell you. They are surprising lately. I mean, they 
what are they right now? They are two games ahead of the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs are surging won a little eight bit. Of the their Cubs, last I've been, They're on I've been fire right hot now. on the Cubs for a few. Yeah, I've been hot on the Cubs for uh, for a few weeks now. They've really turned it around since their slow start. But I mean, they have a two game lead right now. The Cardinals are three and a half back, so they're not completely out of it yet. The Pirates slipped. I mean, six and a half back. Unless something catastrophic happens, they're probably not going to win this division. But the Cubs and the Cardinals aren't out of it. But, I mean, there's a real possibility that the Brewers end up taking that division, which would be cool. It would be cool to see them in the playoffs. What do you think, Sauls? I think it's very real news. Um, They were my pick to go to the World Series, actually. Um, I think they got so much better with uh, Kristen Yelich, who's banged up for a while, uh, Lorenzo Cain. Um, they're, they're pitching. Uh, it's really been led by their bullpen. I think their bullpen is the top ERA or it's second. Um, Josh Hader is such a uh, – he's my favorite relief pitcher to watch. He, he has 18.2 Ks per nine inning. He's just unreal. He can go one, two, three innings. They got Corey Knable back there. Um this guy Jeffress, they got they have such they have such a good bullpen. Their starters are okay. Chase Anderson, Junior Guerra, Brad Sutter. They're they're nothing crazy, but they keep them in games. But offensively, uh, Jose Aguiar stepped up big. He's got uh, eleven bombs, thirty something RBIs. He's been really, uh, really big. Um, I think Ryan Braun's been out too, right? Um, they got Travis Shaw's really been heating up. He's great third baseman. I like Orlando Arcia. Um, they they just have a really good scary offense, and when you can close games out with the bullpen, you're gonna you're gonna win a lot. Uh, I they're my pick to win the NL Central. They're my pick to go to the World Series still. From the NL, I'm gonna say fake news. I'm gonna say that the or are the the Brewers are still a year away uh, experience wise. I'm gonna think I think the Cubs who are finally starting to put stuff together. Their pitching still has a little ways to go starting pitching. Um, but I think the Cubs can, their experience can carry them down the stretch. I think it'll be a close race, but um, I think the Cubs can pull it out. not saying the Brewers can't win it, but I don't, I, I don't think it's uh, ready to be handed to them yet. Oh, they're going to take it. They're going to take it, I guess. I'm gonna say fake news. I think the Cubs, like <laughs> Jones said, they're they're heating up now. They've basically had the same record, just the the Brewers have played four more games than the Cubs have. And if you look at it, I mean the pitching the pitching for the mm-hmm. for the Brewers is really the the reason why they are where they are. I mean they're seventh in the league in overall pitching, outstanding bullpen. I'm glad you brought that up, Sully. But they're batting. They're gonna. They're gonna need to hit. They're yeah. in the middle of the road right now. They're 15th, I believe, in overall hitting. And the Cubs, when they they're getting they're, better they're, though. They're they're they're, they're on the uprise. I'm gonna say they, they fake have the news, potential. but not like you know for for certain. It's just fake news for now, in my opinion. The second one. This is my favorite one. The second one. Having fun, real or fake news, having fun is more important than winning in sports. Gentlemen, I'm going to start it off with saying this is fucking fake news. Okay, uh, this is fucking fake news to me because this whole narrative right now going around in the NFL with the Patriots, oh, um, the Patriots don't have fun, their training cap, blah, blah, blah. Bro, 
don't fucking sign up. Don't come play for the Pats then. If you don't want to fucking win champ, that's 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 what the Pats offer. That's what other teams offer. The Seahawks. Oh, there's other teams. I mean, the Seahawks have a little fun, but they also try to beat the shit out of each other because Pete Carroll doesn't know how to handle that. Bro, all right. You know, I think winning is fun. You know what I'm saying? I think it's fucking fake news. It's so bullshit. I'm whole tired of this, tired of this fucking narrative. Cash is Marsh. Saying that he never had fun with the Pats when at halftime when we were up 31 points on the Raiders, he threw a cooler because he didn't play one snap. Like, bro, we're up by fucking 30. Fake news. Gentlemen, what do you think, Sully? Uh, I think it's definitely fake news. Um, I get. A, I guess I Cassius can see where, uh, what's his name, Cassius Marsh is coming from. I, I, it's not easy. If it was easy, my wrestling coach exactly. would always say, if it was easy, everyone would yeah. do it. But it's not. Um, you have to sacrifice to win. I mean, it, it's as simple as that. Ideally, you want to do both in a perfect wheel. But yeah, winning should winning should be fun. Um, I I could see how someone would think yeah. the Patriot way isn't fun. But then again, you know, it's it's. <laughs> you want to be on the Cleveland Browns? I'm sure they're having a lot of fun, you know, winning zero games. So, um, you know, I, I would maybe, if I was a player, I'd maybe I'd like to a little more balance. I could see why someone wouldn't love it, you know. But, um, I mean, it's competition, you know. I mean, you, you got to exactly. – you're supposed to be playing to win. I mean, you play <laughs> to win the game. Hello? <laughs> Don't love that play. answer. You know, so I heard him said it Love best. I mean, Jones, what do you think? Um, I never heard this fucking guy's name before in my life before that quote. So I don't really give a fuck what he has to say. I don't even like the Patriots, but uh, it's just fake news. But I mean, <laughs> like, obviously, there are teams that win that have more fun. It's, but it's hard to argue with the, you know, the Patriots have a certain way of doing things and it results in a higher propensity of championships. Um, sure, you can do it other ways, but, you know, it is what it is. It's a fucking job. Like, you know, just it's like anything job. else, it's, it's a little more fun than, you know, shoveling coal or sitting in a cubicle. But at the end of the day, it's work and it's something that you're not going to wake up every day wanting to do. Like, you don't want to – no one wakes up and is like, I can't wait to run fucking – passing drills and, and and throw up bench presses for the next six days in a row like it, you know it, it's better than most things and you're getting paid a lot of money to do it but it's still a fucking job it's still an obligation at the end of the day like just just shut up you were mad because you didn't play you're mad because you're nobody <laughs> you're mad for a lot of fucking reasons and you congratulations you got your six thousand more twitter followers you played yourself congratulations you played yourself Play maybe you can play. maybe you can run a campaign for a local mattress company now. Tom, Jesus, you, know, you eviscerated him. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, oh, man. not much to add. You guys covered it. I mean, ditto. That's fake news. It's that's like it's okay. It's not all about winning. I'm pretty sure you play to win. Like you want to win championships. You want. What are you bitching about? You no, want. No, he won a Super Bowl with us, right? Ass. He was on the. He was on. Yeah, the, we cut him after like two oh, games. No, you, yeah, because he, dude, he threw a cooler oh, at right. halftime yeah, yeah, across. Yeah. Him. You think Bill Belichick is gonna keep his ass? He was gone. But he right. left him in Mexico. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the guy who got cut doesn't have something favorable to say. What a fucking shocker. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like the guy that gets fired from <laughs> the job. It's literally the same job. thing. It's like, <laughs> what are you gonna talk? You're not gonna talk lovingly of it. You're gonna place blame. Does anyone have the number of the used cars <laughs> salesman lot he works at so we can get him on an interview? <laughs> He's on the Niners. <laughs> he is. He's on. John Lynch gave him a, a contract, but um. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see where he is September. 20th. Moving on to the next one. This is a very interesting one, Jones. I want to hear your take. Giancarlo Stanton showing up fire fears was a stupid move. What do you think? Uh fake news. I fucking love that. Um, obviously, like you look at it face value and you think it's like kind of like childish and like i totally get that reaction but like coming as yank like from his point of view like that dude almost ended literally like yeah i don't want to say like almost career. ended your career but like you know that was that's about as serious of a baseball injury that's ever happened and on the field and uh you don't forget that for the rest of your life like at the end of the day like he's gonna have that vendetta in his head for the rest of his and Giancarlo Stanton is one of the best players in baseball, and this guy is not. He's a, he's a blip on the radar. Um, his 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 career highlight is that is hitting Giancarlo Stanton in the face. Um, so, you know, I I loved what Stanton did. Like, I, I don't really care whatever the thing. You know, if he had made more of a a, a stink about it in, when he got hit other than like kind of just exchanging words, I would have had more of a problem with it, but people are like knocking him for what he did after he hit the home run. Like I loved that. Like you just stare him down, point at him. And then after the game, they asked him like, Oh, were you, were you sort of point at someone after like the home run when you touch home? Like, were you pointing at the pitcher? And he's just like, yeah, why wouldn't I? Like, I don't know. As a Yankee fan, I love, I loved every second of it. Like I, I would think anyone's would want their, their home player to have that type of fire and attitude. Um, maybe it's the arrogant asshole Yankee fan in me, but I, I not only didn't mind that move, I applauded gotcha. it. Tom? I love that move, too. No, I loved exactly what Dave said. I mean, that was a power move. He fucking takes the guy you are and he stands there, takes his first couple steps, and fucking flips the bat. That's badass. You do that to a guy that fucked you up in the worst way possible, you come back and you do that to him. Next, was that the next time he saw him too, right? He hasn't played him since that. Yeah, it might have been. If if so, but only one or two other times. Yeah, so seen it's him like since then that that happened in 2014. Yeah, oh, so yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah so yeah. he's definitely seen him. But did he? I don't know when this guy got to the Tigers after he left the Brewers. Because it happened when he was pitching. Well, he was Brewers. on the Astros last year, so they played each other, obviously. Okay, and yeah, I, I knew that, it was the first time, but I didn't know. I thought it was only one or two times he had seen him since. Regardless, still fucking bad. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah I, you don't forget I, it. I, I mean, it's just one of those, like, yeah, you got me that one time, but don't forget your place. And if you did, there's the reminder right there. I'm pointing at it. Yeah, I'm still one of the best hitters five in the million league. Like, <laughs> don't leave that, don't so, that shit over the plate for me. Don't leave that shit over the plate. Yeah, and I'm one of the best hitters, and you're a four-man starter Sauce, on uh, the worst team in baseball. <laughs> they're not the worst team in baseball. They're only a few games. Yeah, below 500, but he's he's not good. He's not good. I'm not a fan of him. Um, I'm very. I feel very convoluted on this because uh, I love I love rivalries. I love tension. Um, I kind of didn't get John Carlos Stanton some of his comments that I listened to. I like the passion. I'm all about the passion. 
Uh, the backflip, I love. The point, it's interesting. The point for me, though, that means you're setting up one yeah. of your other players or you. You're going to get a hit next time you go against the Tigers. Which, which so I, from that point of view, it may not be the smartest, but I love it from a fan point of view because I love to see this bad blood between the Red Sox, the Orioles, the Red and Sox. And you know that you know that pit, that point, if that results in anything, you oh, know yeah. that's an instant brawl. Maggie. And exactly. people forget, Maggie. People forget oh, yeah. about last but year the, the Yankees the Tigers Cabrera. had a huge brawl yes, last year. That's true. That's true. So that that yeah. that, um, right. that bad blood that. is gonna be rekindled. Um so bro, that, that was crazy. Gonna that shit crack was him, bro. But I didn't get Stanton I didn't get Stanton's comments when he said um uh, it wasn't intentional. I know that. Neither time it was un- unintentional. But he said, "You can't uh, hit me, or you can't throw inside." He was saying, and I and I just he was basically saying, "If you're gonna throw inside, you can't miss and hit me. You can only miss over the plate," which to me doesn't make any sense. I'm gonna throw in. I love when pitchers throw up and in. I don't give a shit if they hit batters. Um, I, he can't pitch scared because it's John Carlos Stanton. He can't pitch scared because he'll flow in. He'll he'll throw in. Miss inside, miss over the plate. It'll be a home run. He, I, I don't know what he's not supposed to allow to pitch into him. Then he said, "You can't do that." I mean, it got away from him. He's not. He said he's. Not, he literally said he's not a good. He's like, if I knew where the ball was going, I'd be one of the best pitchers, and I'm not. Like he's not good. He's like four or five ERA for his career or something like that. Not a good pitcher. So I, I, if I'm fires, he didn't do anything wrong. Obviously, first and third. Uh, Clearly not intentional. I don't know why Stanton had a problem with it. I mean, it, Boone also I, I, said it was Boone also said it was recent. It was four years ago. It's not very recent, so that's a little. I bit. think I think it came off in the way he said it was weird, but I think the way at least the way I interpreted it was that it was like, yeah, you can do that. You can't in the sense that you can't and let me. I'm not going to go let that go without a reaction, whether it was intentional or not, right or wrong. You're going to get a rise out of me. You're going to get a reaction out of me when that happens from you to me. Like, yeah, no matter fine. what. I, I, I see his point of view, too, obviously, because that's yeah, you, not, you get PTSD I mean, from that almost. Like it's, yeah. it's like, yeah, I understand both perspectives. I really see both both sides. I just want to see uh, some bad blood between the teams. The Tigers yeah, are much better I, I mean, than expected. I'll say I love the Yankees. Huge Yankee <coughs> fans. Love Stanton. When I saw it, I was like, fuck, you know, fuck that guy. But honestly, when I saw Fear's reaction, I kind of felt like it was a little over the top for <coughs> Stan. And all right, you know, you could say whatever you want about I me. Mean, Yankees fans probably kill me. Oh, you're not a real fan. But it's just like he just looked genuine and saying, I didn't mean to hit you. I didn't mean to hit you. I didn't want to hit you. It was like, so then you go, you hit the home run. I understand that. You do the fucking bat flip. Throw the bat to the moon. But then the point, it was just a little kind of childish, in my opinion. It's been fucking years, man. Like, Pitchers are going to throw up and in. They're going to miss. So every pitcher that, I mean, yeah, it was the guy who hit him. I just think it, it was a little bit too much. But moving on to the next one, yeah. I'm going to open up the floor for my friend Sully. Oh, and that is the one. Oh, the Warriors are dead. I mean, the Warriors. The Mets are dead. The what? Real or fake oh, Mets. <laughs> the Mets this are dead. Like. This is this is, <laughs> this is this is real news. I mean, I'll preface this by saying today we get Frazier back and we get Anthony Swarzak. That should help. 
get Syndergaard back Sunday. Oh, boy. We are losing 2 nothing right now to the Orioles. We've dropped four or five in a row. Do you guys know the pitchers we have on this roster? We have pitchers in an extra inning game. Buddy Bauman, Gerson Bautista, some guy Peterson. Who are these guys? None of these guys are good. They're triple A. They're double A. The words of dollar, it's not good. Nothing's good. What like <laughs> what what the fuck are they doing? You know, we paid Jay Bruce, we get him for a steal, 13 million. I, I thought he's 30 home runs a year. He's got three home runs, 15 RBIs. Where's the accountability? Where's Jay Bruce saying, I suck? Either I need to be he needs to be benched, he needs to be hit with a bat, he needs to be woken up. I mean, today you'll love this move. We send uh, Jose Bautista, who's got an over 400 on base percentage, down. We sent him down, but Jose Reyes is still on the roster, batting 141. 141, he's batting on base percentage 205. Jose Reyes is there to be butt buddies with Ahmed Rosario and lead him, okay? Well, he does not deserve a roster spot. He's a wasted at bat. He's a wasted player on the roster right now. He has no business being on this roster whatsoever. We have Todd Frazier. He's a good veteran. He can mentor Ahmed Rosario. Oh, Drupal Cabrera. He's a, I know they're both Dominican. They get along very good. They're best friends. There's other guys on this roster that can that can mentor Rosario. He's he's doing fine. But it's just unacceptable. And what does Hansel Robles have on management? <laughs> Whatever bl- blackmail he has on them, <laughs> I, I want to know. Because this dude has given up six home runs in 15 innings this year. I mean... If I see Hanzo Robles point to the sky one more time at a home, I'm going to lose it. Uh, oh, my God. This guy, somehow his ERA is only 4-7. God knows how that's possible. He's probably paying off the people who do the ERA. Hanzo Robles has us all fooled right now. He is a double-A pitcher at best, and he is in the league. It, I, I just, I have no words for this. It's, it's so, I've been mild-mannered. All year, I've you know, Dave goes, you know, it's a long season. He does my imitation. I believe that. But where's the accountability? Mickey had a at a club meeting, a uh, fucking club club meeting, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And then they lose three more in a row. So clearly he's not getting his message across. Clearly the players aren't playing with any passion. We have the fourth worst bullpen, which I thought should have been a strength. You got Hanso Robles, obviously shouldn't be on the roster. You got Swarzak injured. You got Jerry Blevins forgot how to pitch you got uh familia just blows he's got a good era but blows everything you got uh who's who's the other guy oh this guy uh aj ramos he's a stud on the on the marlins and then he gets us he forgets how to pitch he's like he couldn't pitch in peeway if he tried we put him on the dl there is nothing good of this team right now we are 16 and 29 I mean, I, I'm looking right now, I'm looking at the Yankees, I'm looking at potential trade partners and saying, we need to get rid of Cespedes, we need to get rid of DeGrom, if we if we need to get rid of Cespedes, DeGrom, Cabrera, Bruce, I mean, you'd be lucky if you got a, a, a thing, a big league chew for Bruce at this point, it's pathetic, <laughs> I mean, he's been so putrid, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of patience, it's the season's not over, I'm not giving up on us, I'm not giving up. But something needs to change, and like not in a week. I mean, we're losing two nothing to the Orioles right now. Like, Mickey Calloway, what the fuck are you doing? You look like an idiot right now. Like, I, I just, I'm running out of patience. They, there needs to be something done. I mean, these guys are. If it wasn't for Brandon Nimmo and his Drupal Cabrera, we would might we most likely would have the worst record in baseball. And, that, and that's and that's not for and and Degrom, I guess that matter. We'd be the worst team in baseball. 
let me let me frustrate you a little bit more. I saw this tweet the other day and I screenshotted it and saved it. All oh, right, that so won't this, be hard. That won't this be is hard. Coming, this is coming from Steve Gelbs. Remarkable oh, 2000. Remarkable, remarkable 2018 Jacob DeGrom stats. Has allowed one runner less in eight straight starts. That's a franchise record. Oh, yeah, opponents, opponents are six for 51. That's 118 with runners, runners in scoring, in scoring position. position. He, opponents are 0 for 12 with 9 Ks with the bases loaded. And the most remarkable stat of all, according to Mr. Gelbs, opponents have won seven of the last nine games he's pitched. Yes. They so are. This- we're five and seven when he pitches. If Jacob DeGrom pitches, we're more likely to lose than win. And he's the best pitcher in the National League. How does that make sense? The bullpen's blown four leads. He's getting a run and a half a game. This guy, he, this guy is a class act. He hasn't said anything. I mean, you have Jake Arietica bitching on, 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 on shifts. This guy... I, He's getting leads blown. I mean, he, he, all he does is go out, and uh, he's been shut down. Runners in scoring position, as I traded him today in fantasy for James Paxton and Javi Baez. Thank you very much. But, uh, like, how is he not freaking out? I, I, at this point, I need him to freak out on the team or something. I mean, it, we're more likely to lose than win when he pitches. Like, let that <laughs> sink in. Honestly... I, yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that, and I had to save. I knew I had to screenshot it. You're you're gonna be in the cellar of the NL East with that if that if that continues. So I mean, the Wilpons. Oh, you didn't get me started on the Wilpons. The Wilpons, <laughs> these cheap fucks. We could have had. We could have had Yelich. We could have had. No, still, we could have had Arietta. We could have had Mustakis. None of these guys. No, Sandy did all he could. He did all he could. He got bargains on Vargas. Who wears Vargas with an eight five ERA? I mean, he's getting pitched and he's getting shelled by the Orioles tonight. Where is Vargas? Where is where is Jay Bruce? Anthony Swarzak's injured on an oblique for 60 days. What is that? Come on, man. 60 days for an oblique? Come on. This is ridiculous. Players need to be accountable. It's just how the organization I mean, is run, man. It's like you said. <laughs> I'm, but, done. I'm done. But, 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 damn, but transitioning, we're done with. We're done with. Yeah. yeah. What happened? All right. <laughs> We're done with real or fake news. Scully. They should just start the kid that they drafted <laughs> yesterday. Just start him tomorrow. He's in high school. But sure, Fuck it. He's, he's probably graduated. Yeah, senior prom is going to get laid <laughs> real nice. Speaking of the seller of the NL East, let's go into who's hot and who's not. And we're going to start off with who's not. And that is the seller of the NL East. The bottom three teams of the NL East, the Marlins, the Mets... And the Braves, no, not the Braves, the Phillies, no, the Phillies, the Nationals and the the Braves are at the top two. The Phillies, Mets, and the Marlins are Mm -hmm. six for 24 in their last 10 games, each of them. That's all three of them combined. That's not good. (laughs) Who's hot? Eric Hosmer, he's batting 516 in his last 31 at-bats, one home run and eight RBIs. He is piping hot right now. Tommy. Buns, who is hot and who's not for you? I got the Marlins not hot. They're one and nine in their last ten. I mean, we were talking pretty highly of the Marlins at the beginning of the season. They were highly. they were surprising us a little there, I but I mean, not. now they've settled into not highly, but but we were we as were we surprised. Thought. They were not but as they are who we thought, we thought. We, right. they were. Dennis Green, and now they, 
Yes. They are correct. who we thought they were. <laughs> are who we and thought And we let them off the hook. All right, Pete, that is great. One and right, Pete. Last 10, they lost six in a row. They dropped six in a row. They got a minus 117 run differential. Just a fucking atrocious. And they, they, they fucking suck. They are, they are bad. They got swept in their last – lost two or three or got swept in their last three series. Like, they're, they're fucking trash. But who is hot is Matt Kemp. In the last seven days, guys batting 400, eight hits, a double, three homers, um, seven RBIs, three runs scored. Fucking killing it lately. Past week, I mean, the Dodgers need to start playing better collectively, but at least there's a bright spot there for them. Jones? You got Jones. All right, so my who's not hot is the Baltimore Orioles, who have been not hot all fucking year. Sorry, who are are beating the Mets. (laughs) They're beating the Uh, Mets right now. Yeah, I mean, well, they're 2-8 and in their last 10. They've lost seven in a row, so you got a strong team coming in. Yeah, very strong. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the Orioles are 23 games back. We're third of the way through the season. That's like (laughs) half the games they've played. 23 games back. Like, what? I mean, I understand that. They're going to lose by 60. Yeah, I understand that, like, the the Red Sox and the Yankees are the top two teams in their division who are two of the best records in baseball. But, like, 23 games to see that on June 4th, 5th, like, 6th, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, my God. Like, those are numbers you see in, like, September and August. And even then you're like, Jesus, 23 games back. But, like, this is like a – it's another level of astounding on how bad they are. Could they possibly um, have the worst MLB season ever? No. I don't I don't even know what the record is. What is it, like 40-something? I want to say the Mets actually have that in, like, 66 or 67. We won, like, 39 or 40-something games. Not surprising. A few years before we won, won it all in 69, actually, we – I think we – it's either us or we're second last. But, yeah, not surprising, Tom. I know the Tigers, like <laughs> not not so long ago, but they when they were real bad before they had those teams that went to like the ALCS and stuff. They were like a 50, 50 range win team for a couple of years. Yeah, they even were the really Astros, bad. like in two thousand fourteen or fifteen, they won fifty or fifty something. Their low six, I want to say fifty eight, yeah. sixty in that range. Yeah. And who's uh, who's hot for you? Oh, who's hot is. Uh, Actually, a team that I have had on my cold list recently is the San Francisco Giants, who are winners of five in a row. Um, they're still only in third place in that division, but third place is one and a half games out. Uh, they're yep. over 500 for, I think, the first time this year or the first time since um, a couple games into the season. Uh, so they're, they're, they're veterans that they brought my in are actually starting like to hit now um, as things yeah, it's the, you know, it starts to warm up in San Francisco a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think the Giants are, are finally starting to see to come together, and the, the Dodgers are just they're, – they're still not there. I mean, they're only a half a game behind the Giants, but I think this, this year has proved that that is a very winnable division. I mean, from first to last is a four-and-a-half game difference. It's the closest division in the league by far. Um so I, I think the Giants have, have a chance to win it, a team that we, a couple weeks ago, when Arizona was flying high and they were struggling, we, we could have said was left for dead. Um, so I think with a little help from, from their friends in the division and a nice boost from the veterans they brought in, the Giants are, the Giants are looking good the last I mean, week they or two. Are. Sully? 
Uh, I'm going to go who's hot. I'm going to go direction we don't always go, but I'm going to give some love to the pitchers. I'm going to give love to a pitcher who I really like this year and really has made great stride, maybe the most improved pitcher this year, Blake Snell from the Tampa Bay Rays. He is wheeling and dealing. Last three starts, hasn't give up, hasn't give up an earned run. Uh, last two starts combined, only four hits. Uh, what is that? Tw- 27 strikeouts in the last last three games. Zero earned runs, uh, .6 whip. He's dealing uh, for the year. He's got a 2.36 ERA, .94 whip, seven wins, four-pitch pitcher. Blake Snell uh, can throw gas, throws 97. Uh, he's really mixing up his pitchers really well right now for the Rays, who are they're scuffling a little, but they've been better than we thought to. Um, when he came up last year, he just didn't have this confidence. He didn't have uh, control of all four pitches. Um, he's really... He's been one of the bright spots, bright spots for that team. Um, I like what he's doing there. And then, who's not hot? I wonder who you're hmm. gonna say. Let me think about that. I, I let, let's let's go with the team that is uh, the good pick with the Marlins there, uh, Tom. One and nine, but let's go with the the two and eight Mets lost four in a row. We can change that to five by the time the viewers are gonna gonna watch this tomorrow uh, on Wednesday, the sixth. Um, yeah. There's nothing to see here. There's, there's, I, I, I just, I'm such a loyal fan. I watch every game that I can. Uh, I really try. I try my best to, to be a good fan. Uh, I'm going to the game tomorrow, actually. Taking off. I'm going, I'm going tomorrow. Uh, don't know why I got the tickets a while ago. Uh, it's a day game. We're going to lose. So that's going to be, but it, yeah, I mean, we get Syndergaard, we get Syndergaard back Sunday. Hopefully, Cespedes next week. Uh, there, there are better days ahead for the Mets. As much as I say this, we're Zach Frazier, those guys back. But right now, we're as bad as anyone. We're as, we're worse than the Orioles. We don't have a hit against the Orioles. Honestly, it's the fifth honestly, inning. Honestly, Sully, this is just getting <laughs> confirmed. Confirmed. Just like old good. man yelling at the cat. <laughs> this is this is sad. Thank God I've had the heat and and Villanova. I mean. Where would I be with them, the Mets and Jets? I mean, the goddamn <laughs> Jets. Get into, Where would uh, I be? Let's get into some power rankings. I'll give you mine real quick. Coming in at number one, Tom, to make you happy, the Sox, 41-19, and 19, winners of seven of their last ten. Second up are the Yankees, also winners of their of their uh, seven of their last ten, 38-18, had a five-game winning streak at some point this week. The Mariners in third place. 37 and 22. A nice little little record they got going on. Winners of 8 of their last 10. And then the Cubs, 33 and 23, also winners of 8 of their last 10. And then the Brewers, 37 and 23, only have won 6 of their last 10, but they trump everyone else out with their record and then the Astros have gone 4 and 6 in their last 10. So, not looking too hot. Thomas Oh, all right. Um, yeah, I got Sox and Yanks. Um, wrong. One, two, I got the Astros three. <laughs> I, wrong. <laughs> well, I have some I'll just mess with you. Go ahead. You before. ESPN, ESPN's power rankings, they threw the Astros at one. Oh, they leapfrogged the Sox and the Yankees, even though they dropped two to the Red Sox and two out of three to the Yankees this past week, yet they jumped them in the power rankings. Not really sure what those uh, – those schmucks over at ESPN, and we're going to have to talk to our guy over there. And, and they've won four out of their last ten. 
Yeah, like they're fucking. They're, I don't, I don't, I don't think they've gotten anyone back either. I, I mean, I think yeah. they're all healthy too, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, they're, they're, that move doesn't make sense to me at all. But anyways, I got Sox, Yanks, Astros at three still. I have the Brewers at four, and then I have the Mariners at five. I mean, the, and the Mariners, interesting stat on them: fifteen yeah, and five since say, they lost Cano. They're looking good. So killing it. That's that's not bad to lose one of your better players and be in fifteen and five cents. That's. That's a good stretch to show that they are the real deal, too. Yeah, before we move on to Sully and Jones, Tom, since you disagree with my power ranking, fuck you and your power ranking. Uh, Sully, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I got Sox 1, Yankees 2, Mariners 3, Houston 4, and Brewers 5. Yeah, Mariners, they're, yeah, they're... They're a very pleasant surprise. Uh, Edwin Diaz has 21 saves already, leads the league. Um, they, they, you know, they added D Gordon, and th- they got such a the top of the lineup with D Gordon and Gene Segura. Segura's having an amazing year. Uh, that's such, and then they got Mitch Haniger. I mean, Ryan Healy from the A's they got is having a good, having a good year. Even Ben Gamble, he's not bad. Nelson Cruz um, is even playing that well this year. Who he's might, batting right around 250. Yeah, Nelson. Nelson I mean, he's still yeah. he's still intimidating. He's still though he's still he still garners respect when he's when he's up there. Um, but yeah, they're they you know they did they they had Gordon in the outfield. Now they brought Gordon back to second base, playing his traditional uh, position. So um, I got I traded for for Pack James Paxton, Big Maple today. Big Maple's killing it. <laughs> Love me some Big Maple stud. Say um, Big Maple. Say- yeah. I mean, I thought I thought I got a steal though. I traded I traded Degrom and Tyler Skaggs and the Angels for for uh, Javi Baez and uh, James Paxton. That was a great trade. He was going off about it's, it. But, it's uh, hard. It's hard to argue with your power. That's all I, I think got. We all have kind of the same concept. Jones, what's yours? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm almost the same as Tommy. I got uh, Red Sox, Yankees, Astros. Pretty self-explainable up front. Then four Brewers, and then five instead of the Mariners, I have the Cubs. I'm just not sold on the Mariners yet long term. Uh, their their run differential is only plus 17 on the year. That's terrible for the record that they have. For example, the, the Cubs run differential with four less wins is plus 93. So the, the Mariners are... Probably getting lucky, winning a lot of close games, and getting blown out when they lose. Because well, they also have a lockdown closer in Edward Diaz, so that, that yeah, I mean, and that's what helps. So, so that any close that, game that shows you how many close games they're playing and, and winning. Exactly, yeah, and that's why they have such a low run differential. I mean, the only the only other team with who with on a over five hundred record with a lower run differential is the Oakland A's in their division at thirty one and twenty nine. Well, is it? It's also so, that they're not hitting that much because um, if you look at the runs against them, they've only given up 238 runs this year. And, you know, if you look at it, the Yankees yeah. have given up 238 runs this year. So it's just that they're not hitting. Really, that's fucking them up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's literally the difference in there. Yeah. Yankees are plus 79. Um, so that's why I don't have the Mariners in, in the top five yet. I just don't trust them yet long term. Um I think when when you're when you're that when you're flirting with the line and that close to the edge for eventually it's going to you're going to fall off or it's going to catch up to you. Um so unless they start hitting um I don't I don't I don't trust them long term to be a, a viable threat. 
Alright. Um, Jones, let's stay right on you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the MLB draft, the most exciting draft in all of sports. Uh, who did we take, Jones? Uh, yeah, Anthony Siegler, yeah, I believe his name was. Hitter. Uh, a, a, yeah, switch hitting catcher who also switch pitches. Um, you know, it's the baseball draft, so you you know that even the best ones are two to three years away from the majors. Um, which every first round pick is projected to be. You know, you you draft him with the intention of him being on the major league roster in the next two to three years. Um, best case scenario, so. It's an interesting pick. When I first saw it, I was a catcher, like, yeah, great pick, assholes. We have a fucking amazing catcher who's 24. Um, but, you know, I, I, it is what it is. Maybe he's one of those guys. Maybe he sticks to pitching um, and he becomes a, a utility pitcher. But, I mean, it seems like he's got a, a great bat, switch hitting bat. Um, I feel like switch hitters have had much more success than switch pitchers. Um, I don't know if there's been a switch pitcher in i'm sure there has but no one of note um so i mean at, at this point this? it's an interesting pick you know you yeah. you don't you don't hear that often so it's you are intrigued to see what the kid can do um and wh- how they kind of utilize his ability to do to hit and pitch from both sides uh i don't know if i've ever heard of that in my life to be honest um but you know highly touted kid 25th overall prospect took him at 23 um, you figure you you Wait, did, you take a flyer on potential like that. There's been a switch pitcher, is what you said. Yeah, no one of note guy, that I can really remember. I, I'm sure there has been. I remember this. It was about two to three years ago. He was on the A's. You don't remember? It was Pat Van Diddy, I believe, and he had the the gloves, and he would change his gloves and all that shit, and then he basically fizzled out because it was just taking too long. Where like a uh, yeah, a batter would come up and he would switch gloves. Yeah. But yeah, th- that's the the recent name I remember. It's Pavan Diddy. You can you know he was on the A's. Uh, Sully, who'd your guys take? Um, I completely <laughs> just blacked out. Draft. I will be draft. Who do you guys take? Oh 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 sorry. Sorry, I got I got caught by something in our group chat with uh, the Jordan <laughs> LeBron meme there. Uh, we got uh, Jared Kalenic out of Waukesha West High School in Wisconsin. Um, he's an outfielder. He's six one one ninety five center fielder. Uh, throws and bats left handed. Uh, he's a pure hitter. They think the power is going to come in time. That great speed. Um, Solid arm, not great arm. Um, he's got a few tools. He's projected something similar to a Brandon Nimmo when Nimmo was drafted. Nimmo's had a lot of injuries, which has slowed him down a little bit. They think taking away a little bit of his power. But Nimmo is still uh, contributing at a very high level this year. Batting 280, OPP 420, three or four home runs last week. He's killing it. So the Mets are really setting up for a life after Jonas Cespedes. Um, which could be as soon as, you know, this year or in a couple of years when his contract comes up. And, uh, so then you'll, they'll be looking at, uh, Nimmo Conforto at the wings and then this, guy, this kid in center so that that should be a pretty solid, uh, you know, outfield on paper. But if you're the Mets, that, that won't happen <laughs> and they're all get injured. And, it's, um, 
it's interesting that you're saying that because fans. I was listening to ESPN radio the other day and for some reason when it's Dave Winfield I believe and those guys on they're always shitting on the Mets even though two out of the three guys on there are Mets fans and it's just they were saying they just the Mets just don't leave guys long enough until they're really ready to be called up to the majors and then they got injured they fizzle out they just don't like Dom Smith coming up last year so, oh, incredible. He, lo- he loses 40 pounds this offseason, gets worse. How does that happen? He's like batting 270. Yo, batting Sully, 270 in the minors. Last year he was like 320. Sully, you're going to need to see How a does therapist. that happen? Let me take care of my body. And I, think the, the legit, I, I think the Mets are I'm legit going to put man. Sully like in the hospital. Like give him an anxiety attack. We've had 15 players on the nice. DL this year. That's that's basically that's basically two thirds of a team. Uh, <laughs> Tom, yikes! Well, the Sox took a first slash third baseman named Tristan, spelled T R I S T O N. So I already think he's kind of a herb, Tristan Cassis. Um, so he comes out of a high school from Florida that actually Eric Hosmer played baseball at as well. So you see someone coming out of his town that is a pretty big name in the league. Um, he's kind of a power guy, which is weird. You don't really see the Sox drafting a lot of uh, power hitters. Some scouting reports had him graded as high as a 70 for power. But, I mean, raw power isn't everything. If you can't really make contact with the ball, then doesn't really mean anything. I mean, you can have the power, that's fine. But if you're not using that hitting, if you're not using that power to become a solid hitter, use that as a tool, then it's going to mean nothing. And, I mean, he's probably the third first baseman in the system now so they announced him as a third baseman but his main position's first he's played a little third so we'll see if they bring him up as a third baseman that could be useful i don't really see the need for a first baseman anytime soon um moreland's pretty solid there and i mean obviously you see what they did releasing hanley that they're gonna stick with moreland at least for the foreseeable future so we'll see what happens there don't hate the pick don't love the pick but We'll see what comes of it. The the prospects have been pretty good coming up lately. Probably have the second best farm system next to the Yankees. So the Braves we'll still. Yeah, the Braves too do have a great farm system. But we'll see if he gets lost in the shuffle or if he can uh the do something to make a, a difference. Farm but system too this year. I think he's gonna get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. I would hope so. They've been bad for like fifty years. Yeah. Oh man. The, uh, I mean, literally, when was the last time they were good? 1998, when they lost the Yankees 4-0 in a World Series. All right, <laughs> let's move on to another segment today in sports history. This is going to be a good one. First up, in 1911. Okay, we're in the century. We're in the, we're in the past century. Good start. <laughs> 1911. <laughs> oh, wait, I meant uh, 1776. <laughs> During the, <laughs> the, Civil, the Revolutionary War. No, 1911, Red, Red Sox Joe Wood strikes out three of these type of hitters in the ninth. What were they? Nope. Switch hitter. Nope. Mm, thought it was a it good w- guess. Joe, finally. He finally gets one. The fuck they had three pinch hitters in the ninth? What kind of team was this? 
Not a good one. All right. In 19... Sounds like the Mets. 25, <laughs> in the 29th U.S. Golf Open, Willie McFarlane shoots a blank at Worcester CC Mass. What did <laughs> Willie McFarlane shoot? Nope. 59. It's a number. Exactly. It's, it's, it, we're talking his total score, right? Uh, 62. Oh, 50, no, one, no one's 57. ever gone to an open. Uh, I'm going to no, say 63. Nope. <laughs> no. 57. Yeah. 71. It's, it's much higher. He didn't win. Let's just say that. It's like 72. Oh, no. Oh, wait. I thought he won it. Like, oh, yeah. We're going the wrong way. Oh, so he shot a one. No. 123. Uh, let me. One oh four. No, Tom, go ahead. Nope, you're n- nobody's close. Let's just say that. Souls. <laughs> what? One wait. Combined, combined four yeah, days. Combined four days. Combined four days. Yeah. One sixty-seven. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh. Wait. 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 What? Are you, what are you doing? Four hundred and seventy-six. No, that's too far. Oh, okay. So maybe uh, three ninety. We're getting closer. No. No. Three fifty. You're getting closer, but no. Very. Three twelve. Yeah. All right, someone gets within five. Just tell us. Nope. Three ten. <laughs> Not that close. There's another one that, but no. Tom, I think you got it. 305. Nah, 305. I'm just going to say it. He shot a 291. Willie McFarlane shot a 291 at Worcester CC Ooh. Mass. That. I didn't even know there was a country club in Worcester. <laughs> Worcester is this is kind of a shithole. This was in... What year was What year was this? That's not even crazy. That's par. That's, he, he shot, one, he shot Jesus, three over for the tournament. <laughs> the way to set us up for failure, Anthony. Yeah, you make a 61. That's a 72.5 average. Uh, we're thinking either really bad or really, really good average. and just really average. I'm sorry. I apologize, Sully. Do you forgive me, Sully? Forgive me. Was he like the first like Filipino player or something to play? Like, what was, so. I don't even know this guy's name. And I'm a huge I'm- I'm more wa- I'm more mind blown <laughs> that there is a country club in Worcester. I've lived in Massachusetts all my life, and I can't believe Worcester is the hood, yo. Worcester is a Worcester's horrible, a horrible area. I don't go to Worcester. Nineteen twenty-five, but still, Worcester apparently, once a shithole, always a shithole, man. Guys, you're gonna be pretty. You're actually be. So yeah. apparently, yeah. this just in. Apparently. Sorry, apparently I was lied to. Batista just got an RBI uh, sack fly for us, so I read some real fake news before. Whoever told me that, they that sent was in him our down. Group chat. Actually, I have, an, I have fake news, and I have to, you know, hand up is my fault. He actually did win the Open in 1925, <laughs> shooting a two, shooting a two ninety. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. That's You're on all me. over the place with this question. Well, if he played four days, he had to be in some sort of yeah. contention. He had to make the cut. That was or there not enough golfers for there to be a win. cut back then. He, he won 21 wins in the tour, in the PGA Tour. 
surprised Dave doesn't know about him. Dave, you're not a real fan, man. Sorry to tell you this. Yeah, you need to go back it's to not the good. board. That's not on me. That's on you. You failed me. No. Dave, Jones got on the board today, though. He, he got Wait, his... tell, me, tell me you have another one that's from, like, the latter half of the last century. Can Give we... us something we have a chance at. Yes, can we have something like 1961? Bro, I'm sorry that history, yeah. that like, sports like history does a favor these these June-ish days or May. For the latter of the, of the century, there's nothing. There's literally nothing. I could give you something from 1869, but they're all Belmont. Belmont stinks. Nope. Hey, I was going to say, I think Farrell won the, Ameri- the Triple oh, Crown this day. Oh, wait, no. I have, I, have a, I have a good one. This one's over here. Up. Oh, we could have another Triple Crown this year, right? Yeah, your boy's going to be there. Oh, shit. You this, always drunk, go to Belmont, this, right? Any yeah, this will be my eleventh uh, or twelfth in a row. For any any Bleacher fan fanatics who will be at Belmont, shoot us a DM. I'll be around. Word. Yo, it have been the DM. In nineteen twenty, the ACP Thomas Shive the nice charges that baseballs are livelier, so they were juicing balls in nineteen twenty. There is no okay, question. So what's what the question? So what's the question? Interesting. Stay in effect. Uh, stay in fact. Hey, it really worked out I'll, for the for the one other player besides <laughs> Babe Ruth who had over twenty home runs. I'll I'll, I'll state a fact for you real quick, Anthony. My boy Jumbo Dong Martinez homers. now leads the league in home runs with twenty and fifty two RBIs with another two it, RBI home it'd runs. It'd be tonight. a shame if he got injured. Man, he's just killing it. Just a, oh, it'd just be a, a shame once we get moved. Real back, shame. You real could have shame. a potential. Could have a potential uh, race for MVP in the Red Sox locker room there. Ooh, Fucking... ooh shit, ooh shit. Oh, it's got to go to Mookie, JD. That defense. Oh, it's got to <sighs> go to Mookie, but hopefully Mookie's injuries go away, man. That going from a day to day to a ten day DL. Well, you know, um, no, it's all right. He just needs you to stay it. away from anything Mets. It's that. All right. It's that voodoo doll I made for him. What'd you say, Dave? I said you don't want you don't want to rush Mookie back. You let him settle four or five months. Make sure he's good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You pull even, you pull a Kawhi even, Leonard. You pull hey, a Kawhi hey, Leonard. Even without Mookie, hey, I'm uh, not feeling good this, this year. I'm sitting this one out. The Sox are leading the league in runs uh, scored. Big whoop, big whoop. You want a barely, championship? But you want a trophy? Yeah, this oh, week. Barely. This week. Oh well, maybe we will get a trophy. Who knows? Tell him to cut. Tell him to stop with the runs. I'll I'll split the prize winnings from Sully if they let the Yankees score the most runs. Wait, it's on the tape. It's on the tape. (laughs) Yeah, half half of my winnings will go to JD Martinez, and how much he's struggling to get money. Oh, that that big pay cut he took. No. (laughs) You're not on. You're not on the field striking out so the Yankees can win the, the scoring title. Dude, I don't think I'm gonna be on the court either. The NBA is fucking clowning me. Ever since I wrote them that letter about how I put them on notice, they stopped getting back to me. What a shocker! <laughs> like, what a shocker, Tom. This guy, they're, yo, they're clowning me. I'm pissed. I think we need to file a collusion case against them. Yeah, I think I, I need mean, to take the Kaepernick route. We need. Do we need to get the Bleacher fan lawyers involved? I think we might need to. They're clowning me, dude. The drafts. The drafts two Did weeks you send away. Them a video. This is yeah, I, sent them, I sent them my letter of intent, and you saw it in the blog. I put the fucking league on notice. I told Dave, them I was gonna, coming. I, I told to, them what was going to happen. We're going to show up to court they, on Tom's behalf, and I'm just going to be like Charlie Day. 
with a briefcase and an apple in it. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> specialize in burn law. Hey, you lawyer guys, you don't know that me and Johnny are watching you while we're high. Hi. <laughs> Killed <Nailed> it. it. <laughs> right in the pocket. Let's go. Nailed it. Right in the pocket. <laughs> right in the pocket, Johnny. Yeah, fucking All sweet, right. man. <laughs> All right. That's right. it. Catch us next week. Follow us on all our social medias. That's Bleacher Fan Sports on IG. Bleacher Fan Sports on Twitter. Bleacher Fan Sports on Reddit. Bleacher Fan Sports in your mama's crib, her, your mama's basement. Anywhere you can find us. Bleacher Fan Sports. Ooh. Like, share, subscribe. Go listen to the Bleacher Bets and Fantasy Vets. Peace out, yo.